Welcome to Growth Mindset University. My name is Jordan Paris, 21-year-old author and host of this show. And with this show, you and I will embark on a journey to learn the things that we should have learned in school but did not, so that we may take control of our lives while fulfilling our vision of success. Each episode will feature a brand new lesson, and now it's time for today's lesson. So put your thinking cap on, because school is now in session. All right, my guest today is Tiffany Pham. Tiffany is the founder and CEO of Mogul, a global platform with nearly 20 million users in 196 countries, enabling women through information access, economic opportunity, and education. Tiffany was named to Forbes 30 Under 30 in media. She's a judge on the TLC TV show Girl Starter. She is a graduate of Yale University and Harvard Business School, which I could not imagine at all. And she is the author of the Wall Street Journal bestselling book, You Are a Mogul. And now she has a new book coming out called Girl Mogul. And most importantly, she is a returning guest. We talked about five or six months ago, jordanparis.com slash EP39 for the first interview. And here she is back again. Tiffany, it is a pleasure to be in your space once again. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. Our conversation last year was one of my favorites all year. So I'm really excited about this next conversation. <laughs> we shared a little too much. For me, For I shared a little too much. It did the, the what I talked about did not age well, <laughs> but you live and you learn, and uh, that was a it was a very enjoyable conversation, and a friendship sprouted from that, and it's been you know it's been cool to grow alongside you the past five six month months, yeah. and we're both out there doing things, accomplishing things, we're moving and shaking, Tiffany. So I'm right there with you. Your new book, Girl Mogul. Why are you specifically targeting? teens and young adults with that book, specifically women or girls, actually? That's a great question. You know, inside Girl Mogul, there are so many lessons that I didn't really get to get into inside You Are Mogul, because You Are Mogul is my life story and was ultimately broken out into the different phases of my life, including adulthood and therefore the building of Mogul and all it took to build it into what it is today. But Girl Mogul, I get to really dive into my childhood, my teen years, the bullying, the incidents of teens that everyone's experienced, you know, that ultimately has enabled me throughout the book, Girl Mogul, to be able to share the, those words of encouragement, those words of support, and give them the bigger picture of what can happen once you overcome those obstacles and challenges in those teen years into then the immediate years following thereafter. And I think that's something I rarely saw growing up. I didn't really get to see my role models really share about their teen years in that very lens that was affecting me so much at that time. And following thereafter, the years that followed, what could I do too to overcome those obstacles and what could happen thereafter. So anyways, I felt like it deserved its own book to be able to delve into that fame, that phrase, sorry, that phase of life. Something I had wanted to ask you was what your high school experience was. For me, I had one friend and I, you know, 
I, I still, I, I felt like nobody respected me. I still feel like nobody respects me. Something even happened the other day where like everyone from high school ganged up on me on Twitter, but that's another what? story. <laughs> it was bad. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? Still, still. Um, but I'm just curious as to what your high school experience was like. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I was quiet. I... Um, had been friends in middle school, I remember, with a number of girls. It was kind of like the movie Mean Girls, like literally almost to the T, where I was the Lindsay Lohan character coming into middle school was therefore the exotic one because I'd come from France into Texas. And I remember that a lot of people considered me kind of, um, you know, someone that they wanted to become friends with, so therefore invited me into their circles and et cetera. Unfortunately, one of those circles was the Mean Girl Circle. And so when I got in, at first it was uh, something new for me. I hadn't had such kind of friends before. And then all of a sudden saw how mean they were, how all of a sudden their after-school activity was writing in a burn book and ultimately three-way calling each other and saying mean things to one another. And I just didn't want to be part of that, especially once I saw that they were turning on um, on each other. And I just didn't want to be a part of it. So I withdrew myself and ultimately started to surround myself with those extremely studious students in school. And one of them was my friend, Diane. And I remember that she changed my life. It was ninth grade after having gone through this traumatic incident of all these young women ultimately being mean girls with one another. I all of a sudden sat behind Diane in math class. And Diane was our top student in our whole entire grade. So smart. And I remember that our math teacher wanted us to trade papers all the time in order to grade so that he wouldn't have to do it himself. And so we would grade each other's papers. And of course, me being behind her, I would constantly have to grade her papers. And she always came out with hundreds, hundred, hundred, hundred all the time. And that's what made me see for the first time that getting a hundred was possible. For some reason, because of my adjustment into Texas and America, and then kind of this incident with all these middle school girls, that by the time I got to high school, I didn't have such confidence in myself. I didn't really see what was possible before me. But with Diane literally sitting in front of me and letting me see what was possible before me, I was able to see that if I just put in a little bit more time and energy and effort, I could get 100 too. And so I started to put in more time and effort. And then Diane and I started becoming the best of friends. And so to this day, we are the best friends. And oh, I was wow. a bridesmaid at her wedding and she's amazing. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> so is this underlying theme here of effort, putting in the work, is this an underlying theme in the new book as well? Or am I totally missing the mark? No, absolutely. You're right. It's about finding the awesomeness inside you. That's kind of the first section of the book. It's about confidence. It's about finding the awesomeness inside and starting to feel your best versus looking your best. It's about scheduling your way to less stress. It's about building your inner self, the first part of the book. Then the next part is about commitment. Ultimately, finding what you're passionate about, going for it, killing it, getting your mentors, and ultimately, again, becoming your best self within the career space. So finding your mentors, killing it, collaborating with them, and then thereafter community, um, changing the world through this 
effort that you're putting in with your mentors after you found your why and ultimately building the friendships and collaborations that would last you a lifetime. So absolutely, it's it's the different lessons that I already espoused in your mogul, but now really, again, honing in on those high school years and early professional years to enable you to become a mogul at their earliest stages of your life and career. Do you think girls of that age are going to be open to scheduling their way to success? I think so. You know what? I went every single year to the store called Funk and Covey. Are you familiar with it? I'm actually not. Is it in New York? <laughs> or, or no, te- in Texas, yeah. In actually, Texas, okay. Yeah. So Frank and Covey is this planner store. And ultimately, they've since shut down all their stores, unfortunately, given their retail couple, right? There's like mm-hmm. so many retail stores being shut down right now. But ultimately, they are still alive and still doing well. And they sell planning softwares now and tools. But at the time when I was in high school, they were selling paper agendas and planners. And it was my favorite thing to do every single summer. I would, before school started, get my new planner for the school year. And it was the most exciting moment. I could just feel that because of this planner, I would have success at my fingertips. And so this is a big part of why I believe I was successful as a teenager and what I really espouse to others. And even in my adult years, are constantly, I'm constantly harping upon this to my friends, to my team members about scheduling your way to less stress. So what I do is I think about my to-dos and I plan it very well throughout the day. I'm like the master of planning and blocks. So that way thereafter, I'm in a certain frame of mind during different blocks of the day. And I can be extremely productive because of that blocking. And, you know, put all my meetings during the afternoon, for example, tea after tea after tea, or I'll have all my investor calls in the morning. So then I'm very sharp because of the repetitiveness. Mm. And so anyways, I'll do all that blocking. And then what's also special is that I'll think about my goals, my midterm goals, my long-term goals, and I'll break it down. I'll break down the goals so that then I can actually timeline the milestones that I need to accomplish in order to get to those goals. So I will, for example, timeline such that if I need to have a research paper done that's 20 pages long uh, by Friday and it's now Monday, then for five days I'll have accomplished four pages of writing each day leading up to the Friday, for example. So I was always very good about thinking about the goal and breaking it down into smaller milestones and timelining those smaller milestones along the way, such that I would always reach that goal. So anyways, that is my system for scheduling that leads me to less stress. Well, there is something too. There's more than something. There's actually science behind the whole block thing being way more efficient because I read a book by Cal Newport that that studies uh, a focus and attention. And I read a book of his called Deep Work. I believe he's a professor at Georgetown University doing this. And, you know, we, we often think while we're doing something, okay, I'll just check social media for five minutes and, and like that's, and that's it. It won't affect me. It's just the five minutes. Well, no, that's not the case. There's actually an attention residue that is left that your mind is still sort of like in that other space. You took it out of flow and now it takes a little bit to get back in flow. So that's why the block scheduling and and being repetitive with those with those tasks really makes a lot of sense, Tiffany. So yeah, absolutely. I admire that. 
Thank you. And something else that I do that is kind of special and that I hope listeners today try to adopt is that I will actually the night before a single day, I will look at the schedule ahead and I will visualize myself going through that schedule. I will literally visualize myself meeting to meeting to meeting to meeting and try to understand the night before what is the goal of that meeting? What is the objective that would make that meeting a success? And then ultimately, I will visualize that success all throughout the day, the night before. And that is extremely effective as an exercise for me. And it enables me to so well visualize that day ahead that when the day is actually happening, I've already gone through the steps. I've already gone through the motions. I've already known and thought about what I'm going to say. And thus, I can exactly replicate what I envisioned the night before, and it becomes a success. Mm. So... You mentioned the mentors, and mm-hmm. I think that's really important as well for for young girls and really, I mean, any young young person. I know for me, it was great for molding me into the person I am today, and that guidance is, is really critical. How would you suggest um, even, I mean, because it's not really on young people's radars, finding a mentor. How do you get this message across in the book? And how do young people find mentors? Yeah, I think I mentioned it in the book via my first job. You see, when I was just in high school, probably around the age of 16, I remember doing what has since become my process for finding mentor, even though at the time I didn't realize that that it was. And what I did was I found someone that I really admired in an industry that I was interested in since I'd made a promise to my grandmother at age 14 that I would follow in her footsteps. And she had generally been in the media business, running newspapers. And when she passed away, I said that I would do this one day too, provide others in need with information and opportunities as she had through her businesses, through her newspapers. And so by age 16, I didn't contact anyone in the newspaper business, but I contacted someone in the media business within music. And her name was Carrie Kimmel. She is the most prolific singer-songwriter of our time with over 200 TV songs and counting. Uh, The theme song for Keeping Up With Kardashians to the theme song for Grey's Anatomy and more. I mean, every single movie, TV show we watch, she's in it, in the soundtrack. She's since built a very large library of songs that she licenses. And she also does that for other musicians. So she's like a total mogul in the music space. Rewind back to when I was 16 and back when she was much younger as well, I remember just liking her songs. Um, She had written a song for American Idol Kimberly Locke at the time. Kimberly Locke was a runner-up on like season two, I believe, and a third runner-up perhaps. And then Carrie had written for her a hit single. I loved it. I reached out to Carrie. I asked her to give me anything at all that she might have that was a mundane task. I would love to handle it. I would love to do it for her for free. I loved her so much. And lo and behold, she actually responded. And then I became a manager of different parts of her website. And that became my first job. Just because at the time, it was a burgeoning opportunity. She didn't quite know how to handle her own website at the time. So it was a perfect opportunity to come in and help someone that I admired so much while learning from them and being able to give back to her too. And that is my mentorship process as well. Looking after and going after role models that you admire within the skill sets that 
you're trying to develop, contacting them, emailing them, offering your free help, contacting 50 at a time because that way you'll not be so bothered by the silences that you might get or the no's. Although I do teach in the book how to contact someone with a pretty effective template that gets me immense open rates and immense reply rates. Over the course of 15 years of experimentation, it was bound to happen to have a really effective template. And ultimately, thereafter, I teach that the mentorship is not a transactional relationship. It is not about networking and getting their mentorship as a one-way street. It's about building a friendship, building a friendship and offering your help and collaboration so that through the collaboration, you can learn. And that's how the mentorship emerges. I love everything you said there. And the template's very important. I'm sure you provide spaces to personalize it too, right? And it's not just copy and paste. Yeah, absolutely. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I enable people to just first communicate their goal, you know, who they are. Um, so it's all very personalizable, this template. Um, you know, hi first name. I am so honored to meet you over email. I've heard incredible things about you from XYZ article or the person that they met who talked about them. I'm XYZ and here's where you talk about yourself, but you stay humble. You assume that you are not known by this person, that no matter where you are in your life or career, that no one knows you. That's how I act. And therefore, you frame yourself in the most exciting way possible because you assume that no one knows you. So you say, I'm XYZ, create FOMO, fear of missing out. And then here's the clincher you give back here. You say, and I'm so looking forward to collaborating with you and supporting your initiatives in every way possible and giving back, giving free help. I remember when I was younger, I would actually state the words free help. Of course, when you get older, you know, you start to massage that a little bit better. But I'm very excited to collaborate with you and help you in every way possible. And then you move into the converter. I'm uh, you know, so looking forward to speaking with you in person if possible over five minute uh, or 15 minute tea, maybe a five minute phone call if they're not available in person or in a different state. And then are you available Wednesday to Friday, anytime between three and five for just, again, five minutes or the 15 minutes if it's a tea. You want to get narrow with the timeframes because the narrower you get, the more likely they respond. That's therefore going to be more effective than are you available this week, which gets less responses and more effective than are you available this month, which gets even less responses. Mm. So the narrower you get, the more likely that VIP person will check, double check their calendar to make sure that it aligns with theirs. And you're giving them therefore the ability to narrow it down and say yes. Then Finally, final parts of the letter, you say thank you, and I'm so looking forward to hearing back from you, which also gets them to respond more because all of a sudden they're like, well, she'll be bummed if I don't reply. And then finally, warmest regards, Tiffany, and then you put your bio background at the bottom because you don't want to assume that they're going to take the extra five minutes to look up your background and information, put it below as a result. I really hope that my 14-year-old sister, also named Tiffany, is this <laughs> ambitious. <laughs> to, I, I, I know, I know she'll, she'll hear it, and I just hope it really resonates because, you know, you see, we see what you've done in the, in the next, uh, you know, you're 31 now. I, you're still 31, right, from yeah. last? Okay. Yeah, and I really, I really hope my sister is as successful as you by 31 and she will be if she's listening to this now what sort of message a hypothetical that's not really a hypothetical 
hypothetical, because I do have that 14-year-old sister. What message would you like to get across to that 14-year-old girl just going into high school and her mother? Anything. Yes, great question. For the young girl that's going to high school, to remember that life is extremely long. There are so many things ahead that when little things happen in school that's out of her control, because there will be many things that happen that are out of control, to remember that it's all going to be okay. And to remember that what isn't her control is what's important. And she's in control of herself. And she's in control of her confidence, her community, her commitment. And so as a result, with each part of this, to remember that as she's going forward and as she's striving for things and as she's determining what she's passionate about and what is her why, what is her purpose, and as she's reaching out to mentors and more in order to build up that community, to remember that that it's okay if she fails along the way, that so long as she's learning, she's succeeding, and that she will get no's here and there. But it's okay because those no's are not right now's that will turn into yeses to just keep going. In fact, thrive in the no's. Every time I remember this, when I was in high school, when I was a teenager, this was when I first said to myself that it was okay that I got a no. It was okay when I received negativity because the only way that I could win, and this is what put me into the winner's mindset, the way in which I could win was to turn all that negativity, all that all those no's, and turn them into yeses, funnel it into positive channels, and that's how I would win. And so anyways, I developed that mentality, that philosophy back when I was a teenager, and uh, I hope she does as well. Mm, mm, love it. Th- so this book is for young girls and and teens and adults, right? Mm-hmm. Who would you, who they don't always have a wallet and a card uh, for Amazon. Who is the market really, like are you, would you suggest, Tiffany, this is what I'm getting at, would you suggest that parents buy this for their daughter? Absolutely, I so encourage anybody who has a young woman in her life or his life to buy this for that young woman. Um, Parents should absolutely pick this up for their children, for their daughters, for their nieces, for their family friends. Brothers should pick this up for their sisters. I was going to say I'm going to. (laughs) It's a really powerful book. And honestly, though, a lot of adults have already read this book and let me know that it was extremely powerful for them as well. It was extremely interesting. Um, my own agents, my own publishers said that they were diving into all of the sections and just loving it. And it was so powerful and important to them. So, you know, because I don't speak down, because I speak up and because I see everyone as my peer, then ultimately it's a book that resonates with all ages, honestly. But I, I think, yes, parents should absolutely pick this up for their young women in their lives, their daughters. Yep. And and since I'm a cool brother, I will be picking it up for my sister, <laughs> Tiffany. And so you can get the book on Amazon, Girl Mogul. And I believe, was it a number one new release or, or am I? Yeah, absolutely. Number one new release at the moment. Awesome. Girl Mogul, Amazon. Tiffany, I have to acknowledge you again before I ask my final question. 
You are awesome. And of course, as I said last time, you show up every single time with that warmth and it exudes in everything you say and do. So even though I already said it, thank you again, because I do appreciate that. Thank you. And same to you. I think you come uh, across with such friendliness and approachability. And I think you are going so far because of that and your persistence and determination and hard work. And I'm so impressed by you. You are so far ahead uh, of all of us <laughs> at your uh, youth and yeah, everything that you're doing already. Well, Tiffany, thank you for the kind words. I do appreciate them. And so my final question is, I don't believe I asked you this the last time because it's relatively new. If you could teach a course at a university or, or let's say, okay, for you, let's say high school, mm-hmm. a course of your creation or otherwise, what would that course be at the high school level? If you had to call it something in the curriculum, what would that look like? I would teach how to be a mogul. <laughs> I would teach how to be a mogul and its lessons would be made up of how to find a mentor, how to be resilient, and ultimately how to start a business, um, how to be your best self, how to be your best self in life, career, and more. And so anyways, these would be all the lessons that I would teach. And it's because um, these are the lessons and the values of Mogul as an organization. It's what we teach our users across every single aspect of their lives. And actually, um, kind of a small, fun announcement is that I'll be teaching at this year's Mogulex. Mogulex is our annual sold-out conference, which is now actually the third largest women's conference in the U.S. And in it, we invite all these celebrities and CEOs to come and teach. And we should absolutely collaborate with you, Jordan. I think it'd be amazing to have you. And um, we have all these celebrities and CEOs come and teach. Susie Orman teaching the personal finance classes, the only and first female chief officer of Goldman Sachs teaching how to build Uh, your way to the top through sponsorship. I myself will be teaching how to start your own business from the very earliest stages and onwards. So definitely in line with what I believe in, what I'm passionate about. And so that would be the kind of course I would teach at university. Mogul X, the event, Girl Mogul, the book on Amazon. Tiffany Pham, stay awesome. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you. Wonderful to be back. There you have it, my friends. This has been another episode of the Growth Mindset University podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this one today, I would really appreciate it if you could leave us a quick five-star rating in iTunes. All you have to do is grab your iPhone or iPad, open up the Apple Podcast app, hit the search tab, search the show Growth Mindset University, or just search my name, Jordan Paris, tap the show, scroll all the way to the bottom, and then just hit that fifth star. And that helps us tremendously in ways that you could never even imagine. It means the absolute world to me when people do this. I would be eternally grateful if you do that. We're pushing 100 ratings right now, and it's really making a difference for this show. And of course, if you've not already subscribed to the show, just make sure you do that wherever you're listening to so that you don't miss that next episode. I know you're not going to want to miss it. And you only heard this episode today because I thought it was valuable enough to post here. So if you want to share that value with your friends, your family, go ahead and do that. Share this episode with them. Take a screenshot. Send it to them. 
take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram story and tag me at J underscore Paris underscore so that I know you're listening and I can get back to you and put a face to the name. Now, if you're ready to really take your life to the next level, my book is on Amazon. It is also called Growth Mindset University. It's all about how to learn anything, how to take control of your life, and how to fulfill your vision of success. And you're not just supporting me and this channel by getting this book, but you're also getting this awesome book that's going to lay out the rules and principles to design your life full of joy and fulfillment. All right. I love you all so very much. And until next time, my friends, make every day count, live to learn, and grow to give.